Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan, Jesse, Go, we're joined by the hilarious J. Keith Van Strat. And Jordan goes to a gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered Comic-Con. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. A brisk winter afternoon in Los Angeles. <laughs> a story in our hearts and a song on our lips. <laughs> oh, man, are we going to have to sing? <laughs> yes! <sighs> we're going to have to wassail. Well, really, that's more. Of, I mean, it's past Christmas. You don't want to. It's go... going to be inappropriate to wassail. This Christmas, did you get a chance to go a wassailing? I didn't. I did have some figgy pudding. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, I played played a joke on that uh, stuffy old Parson Brown. Oh, that old Parson. Yeah. Anyway, I, I hope I hope that he can marry me when the, he's I, in town. I hit him. I hit him in the knee with a baseball bat. <laughs> That's the trick you played on the parson. Mm-hmm, but I did not wassail. Of all the, of all the kind of classic Christmas things, I guess you I, listed a lot of things that that one traditionally associates with Christmas. But I wouldn't necessarily associate physical battery on a man of the cloth with the most significant Christian holiday. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just I was thinking of the song Frosty the Snowman, the birth date of the Christian yeah. Messiah. Well, I mean. The the characters in Frosty the Snowman they build a snowman right and then say that it is Parson Brown. That's pretty fucking mean. That's defamatory. Because you're saying that he's cold when he doesn't have a dick. He's Frosty. He's, okay. He's a dickless. <laughs> right. Ball several uh, several dickless balls of snow. I mean, all I did was bust his kneecap. But I mean, that'll heal the. The the wounds to his reputation, to his good name from that song, which we all know will never heal. Have you heard the expression sticks and stones, Jordan? Yeah. Sticks and stones may break. You literally broke his bones. You're right. You know, baseball bat's a kind of stick. So, yeah, I just <laughs> I just wanted to I just wanted to do a real world <laughs> illustration of that famous cliche. Right. By assaulting a parson. Well. Our thoughts go out to the family of Parson Brown. He's fine. Um, we wish he'll be, him. He'll be on his feet. He'll be on his feet by March. We wish him all the luck in the world with his artificial patella. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made a lot of advances in that area recently, and um, it'd be funny if the doctor was putting it in, and he's like, "Oh, I thought you said Nutella." <laughs> <laughs> and he just had a little out, jar of. It turns out the doctor's been working on his own formula for Nutella at home. That's called artificial Nutella. Yeah. <laughs> should we should we introduce our guest before this gets worse? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know him, of course, from television, uh, where he hosted the television program Beat the Geeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know him, of course, from Internet, where he's hosted many programs. You know him from the stage, where he's hosted shows ranging from the J. Keith Van Stratton show. Two various game shows on stage. So he's into game shows, I think. Uh, 
And, course, and of course, you know him from tweeting me uh, about a week ago <laughs> that his Christmas wish would be to appear as a guest on Jordan Jesse Go. And you know what? I could not miss yeah. the opportunity to grant a young boy his, <laughs> his Christmas wish, our guest, J. Keith Van Stratton. And that's why it was the best Christmas ever. You're, wait, Jesse, you told me, you told me he was 10. I, I asked you earlier in the week, oh, who's going to be on the show this week? And you're like, oh, a nice, like a nice 10 year old boy whose Christmas wish it was. I meant that it's been 10 years since he's been on television. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. JK fans, like, yeah. hey, everybody. Welcome yeah. to Jordan Jesse Go. Thank you. I hate to start off by, by correcting you, but I'd want to save you the trouble of all of the angry tweets that you're going to get. Yeah. The, the song that you were referring to with Parson Brown is not Frosty the Snowman. It is Winter Wonderland. Oh, excuse Unless me. Unless there was a lost crossover verse. That I was not uh, aware of. Jordan yeah. writes a lot of uh, universe-spanning winter holiday mm. fanfic. Yes. Yeah. But the, all of my Christmas songs take place on something I like to call Earth 586. <laughs> I see. And now there are alternate Earths, mm -hmm. but all of my Christmas songs take place on Earth 586. And which of the ones have the nights that are not quite so silent? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's what we call the negative verse. Oh, wow. I try not to go there. Earth 586 is not in the negative verse, but there is a portal to the negative verse from yeah. Earth 586. Well, what we're going to do this summer is kind of a big event where all of my Christmas songs mm -hmm. meet all the Christmas songs from the negative verse, mm -hmm. and it's going to be a big Neg verse con. Yeah. Absolutely. Very excited for that. <laughs> sure. It's going to uh, be an amazing. Big, big summer event. I've already got my pull list in. <laughs> Good. And then some, like, Watchmen prequels. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all kinds of shit all going on. All kinds of fun stuff going on. In Man. Jordan's fantastic Christmas world. Christmas Watchmen. I, now, here's the thing, yes, J. Keith yes, Van Stratton. Finally. Um, I either interviewed you or almost interviewed you long ago. We discovered this, uh, I believe, we, we, we have not met before. But no, we've we never met in real life. Google I, Hangout together. Yes, no, that's true. yes, that's Google true. Hangout. J. Keith Van Stratton appeared on our uh, Max Fun Day uh, Google Hangout, as I recall. Mm -hmm. just, just, an, uh, just, a visiting, uh, just a visiting celebrity from television. <laughs> Yes, that's that actually is my Google uh, Plus name. Excellent, <laughs> visiting celebrity from television, and um, and, and yeah, also I, that the the late Tom Snyder stopped by too, mm -hmm. didn't he? I think you is he dead? I think He's you dead. were he he is dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, not the Tom Snyder that was actually on on the show. show. No, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. talking about the late late show, not long ago. Yeah, um, Craig Ferguson died. No, no, he's fine. Oh, okay. You said late late show and very likable. Mm -hmm. Oh, Did Tom Snyder used to not the Tom Snyder who was on our show, but. Journalist Tom Snyder used to host the show after David Letterman. Pseudo journalist Tom. The yeah. Tomorrow Show people uh, a little older might also remember. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Smoking a lot. Tom That's Snyder. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Smokes Dan, on TV. Tom. Dan Snyder. Aykroyd okay. impersonate T. Yes. Tom <laughs> Snyder. Yes. Um, I think I I I either interviewed you or emailed with you about the possibility of arranging an interview when I was still working. I had a brief on-air stint at. Babble on the short-lived young adult talk station on XM Satellite <laughs> Radio, um, where music they was call always it, playing in the background. Did they call it one of the seven wonders of satellite radio? Yes, they did. Um, and uh, there was also a really lovely hanging garden. <laughs> I've heard that's lovely. Um, and uh, I can't remember whether I actually interviewed you or not. Uh, I you're in great company though, Neil Gaiman. Ooh. Rapper Jay Live mm -hmm. and uh, theater actor Danny Hawk. 
Oh. Were the, as I recall, the lineup of other interview guests. So you had three guests total? Four guests? I hosted for a week. Ah, okay. <laughs> it was a short run. <laughs> and you didn't have guests for each day. This was, at the time, XM Satellite Radio was so understaffed mm-hmm. that when someone went on vacation, an intern hosted the show for a week. <laughs> and that was? Me. You, okay. I was an intern there at the time and hosted their morning show for a week. Is that an important slot in radio? It is. Okay. Uh, both Drive time. Mm-hmm. Without without the guest or without the host mm-hmm. or the producer. The producer was some other intern that I had never met before. It was as though you just put two guys who had never done a show of any kind mm-hmm. on the radio in the main driving time period mm-hmm. on your station. Luckily, no one was listening except this one guy whose name I think was Phil mm-hmm. from Dave from PA. Maybe? He's great. Now, He's you great. should know that my publicist presented it to me in a much different way. Okay. So, I said, this is a great opportunity. Right. Satellite radio. Sure. It's very hot. Mm-hmm. Sure. Of all the shows uh, you want to get on on the drive time sure. lot, we want to be, we want to try to hit those teens and uh, young adults. Right. Tweens. The, the influencers, I believe they uh-huh. called them. Sure. Absolutely. Early, early adopters. The yeah. yeah. Long haul truckers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the guy like, that drove like, Lisa Loeb's van. Like young long haul truckers, though. Yeah. Like yeah. hip. Hip. Like they wore, trucker hats. they wore the trucker hats, but. Yeah. Right. You know. Uh, yeah. That's where people right. got it. Was from right. looking at these sexy young truckers. Right. So do you? Here's my here's yes. my question. My concern, J. Keith oh. Van Stratton, and I just want to get it out there. I, Finally, I get a tweet from a from a J. Keith Van Stratton mm-hmm. saying, and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn down J. Keith Van Stratton. He's been on television. He's a known quantity. It's a fun story. Okay, <laughs> I'll say yes to J.K. Sure. Van Stratton. I've never met the man. He could be homicidal, but hey, he popped into a G-chat one time. That was fun. So I said yes. Mm-hmm. And I got worried. Uh-oh. What if J.K. Van Stratton is asking, every, telling every podcast in America uh, that it's his Christmas mm-hmm. wish to appear on that podcast? Interesting. What if you're okay. here and tomorrow you're fulfilling your other Christmas wish to be on The Nerdist? Yeah. And then your other Christmas wish to be on the indoor kids. People do not like I mean if people ha- if people subscribe to this podcast and one of the other ones you're jumping on, they're mm-hmm. going to get mad at us when they hear the same story. Well, the one thing I know about podcasts is that you never see crossover of guests. No. That so is true. absolutely it would not be true. very very unusual if there's you were to see a, my name on another There's a gentleman's guest. agreement they have <laughs> there with is. the other podcast. That's right. You don't have to get into this Arsenio Leno thing. I do right. have to say I'm I'm a little gun shy. We had a delightful show with Jonathan Katz and Tom Snyder the mm-hmm. other day. Just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I knew Jonathan Katz. I had talked to him multiple times on the phone. Uh, I had helped him with his podcast in the early days of podcasting. Um, and so I thought I, when I got an email from his assistant that said, oh, we want to come on your podcast. I thought it was based on that, mm. based on our established rapport. Me and noted comedian mm-hmm. and podcaster Jonathan Katz. Until... The week after he stopped in here, when I noticed that he was the guest on every podcast in America, he had essentially come to Los Angeles on a podcasting tour. Yeah. Which, bless his heart, he continues to be a wonderful and talented and brilliantly hilarious man. It was a great episode, but sure. But I was surprised. Yeah. 
Yes. Also, uh, he did not seem to have material unique to each podcast. No. <laughs> it seemed that the same uh, same jokes and stories were uh, were part of the tour as well. They came along with them. Yeah. Well, you know, but but well executed. Oh, absolutely. You can't. You uh... got to hand it to Jonathan Katz. The <laughs> the man did a nice job. Absolutely. You're not one to criticize a former guest. After I'm just appeared. like I. What worries me about that is for the most part, no. Oh boy. <laughs> what worries me about that is that we might get AIDS. Wait, he does Which not. Like, part? it's kind of a promiscuous. It's. He I mean, does not uh, have you know, I'm just worried that we, you know, what don't they say that if you have a guest on your podcast, you know, it's they're like, not they're not just your guest. Right. All the other podcast hosts who they've been a guest of are Is also that why a guest. You're wearing that condom on your head? It's it's a. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I thought I, he was I, doing I, as Howie Mandel. <laughs> I will do that later. Okay, later good. on he's going to be doing do that. Excellent. I'll do the Bobby's World voice. Oh, fantastic. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just concerned about my immune system, frankly. Mm. You're, well, I mean, I wouldn't be concerned, frankly, about podcast aids. I would be concerned, first and foremost, about podcast clap. Mm, that is more common. Has your podcast dick been burning lately? It hasn't, but I have missed my podcast period. <laughs> oh, no, you're <laughs> podcast pregnant. Oh, I'm late. <laughs> We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. J. Keith Van Stratton, participant. He is participating. He's wearing For folks at home, he's wearing a digital camo hat. Oh, yeah? What is now? What is that? What, what's the ideal environment for that hat? <laughs> well, the uh, the hat is a, does have an Angels logo. Yeah, which I guess is an a, Angels a baseball game team that, in I, the that I support. No, it, well, in the desert, truly more desert. Camo, oh, okay, desert yeah, yeah. Camo. yeah. But uh, you're a supporter of the Anaheim Angels. I am the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Excuse yes, me. Yes, I am the California Angels. Wally Joyner. <laughs> yeah, those are also true things. That That's occurred. excellent. I did not know they had fans. Jim Abbott, oh. one arm. Jim Abbott, you got it. You're yeah, sure, on it, sure. Jordan. Wow. Thank, you. Thank you. This is like a sports podcast now. Yeah, pretty much. Which Basically. one of you is Randy and which is Jason? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk to... <laughs> We're going to talk to uh, Shitty Phil in Poughkeepsie. Shitty Phil. I don't know. That's the name of one guy, of our favorite callers. I used to I used to listen to uh, KNBR 68, the sports leader in San Francisco mm-hmm. for my Giants games. Sure. And uh, one of their regular callers on Gary Radnich's show... Uh, a local sports casting legend in the Bay Area, Gary Radnich. At one point, Gary Radnich was was doing sports on the five and eleven o'clock news, and also the morning radio show on KNBR that started at five a.m. So he would go till midnight on TV, and then his other show would start at five a.m. Anyway, he had a regular caller named Johnny the Gout Man. <laughs> That's a good one. I remember specifically one one episode of the show where Gary Radnich said to Johnny the Gout Man, Johnny, do you know what gout is? And he said, yep, I've got it. Hmm. There, there you go. It's nice that he can have fun with his yeah. affliction, you know? Yeah, a lot yeah. of diseases, a lot of people with diseases just are so especially, uptight about it. Especially yeah. chronic, some, chronic pain-related diseases. Absolutely. Have some fun. Okay, so... yes. So let's get back to this baseball cap. Oh, so are right. you f- are you from the uh, Anaheim Angels area? No, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. And how did you become? Did you did you just loved Wally Joyner? 
Uh, I did enjoy Wally Joyner, but I was actually at the time I grew up a, a, a huge Cubs fan all the way through high school and college and and after, and uh, it was just a metamorphosis that just sort of happened. I did a lot of work on myself, and uh, did you move, <laughs> were you living out here when you became an, an Angels supporter? Yes, I, yes, I was. Well, then the answer is easy. You couldn't be a Dodgers fan; they're fucking assholes. True. So you had to pick the the, the other team. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know that one that no one actually cares about, <laughs> and yet has won the World Series more recently. Yeah, I know. No, a, re- a remarkable run of success. That's Certainly right. so. And people care about them more now than they did before. Absolutely. But I'm not one of those, uh, what do you call them? Fair like weather fans. Bandwagon. Bandwagon. Members. I was thinking gravy train, but that is not. <laughs> <laughs> That's... You're, you're on the YouTube channel hosting get gravy train right yeah. now. Absolutely. When Absolutely. it comes to gravy trains. Oh, well, I, you know, I like meals that make their own gravy. Sure. <laughs> so You like cat food. That's what you're saying. Dog food? Dog food. Everybody so loves I think dog food. Dog food. The yeah. San Diego Padres, San Diego being a... Uh, military town mm. started this trend of military styled uniforms on military days and, and I believe they now do it on all Sunday home games oh do they really uh, that's uh, over the wrong. top it's a little a little bit <laughs> you know like on Armistice Day and whatnot so they wear they wore camo uniforms with their logos mm-hmm. on it the angels being a team that's not that far from San Diego and wanting to sell merchandise apparently have mm. I believe every team has some sort of camouflage type uh, type hat. It was uh, oh boy. I know. So this is for a situation. You're in the field. You're <laughs> yes. in what looks like a wooded area. Sure. And you're playing baseball, but you want to remain undetected by the enemy. But only part of me. I only want the top of my head. <laughs> right. To to not be seen by the enemy. The rest the rest is fair game. Right. But this well, is where this is where I keep my dreams. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. They can take your body. <laughs> That's they right. They can take your everything else. That's right. It's fair game. You can take my heart, my liver. Yeah. But not take Don't my dreams. Don't touch those dreams. Nope. They cannot be killed. Hmm. And you know what, Jordan? Hmm. This, the cardigan sweater that you're wearing right now is in an olive drab. Yeah. Do you think you could loan it to Jay Keith? I almost wore an olive uh, cardigan oh, really? today. Boy, that would have been embarrassing. Been that would have been very embarrassing. <laughs> I would have pretended that we didn't plan it. Yeah. And then we would have kissed. Jordan, I, I want yes. to – I didn't come here to talk about J. Keith Van Stratton's hat, although that has been a lot of fun. It got me that was a lot thinking about Wally Joyner, mm-hmm. Mark Langston, mm-hmm. Jim Abbott, the one-armed sure. pitcher. He mm-hmm. switched his glove onto his hand when he had to field mm-hmm. um, from his stump. Uh, very brave man. I remember getting in trouble. I think I a teacher heard me on the playground as a kid putting like one arm – like one arm inside my shirt and then like throwing a ball and saying I was Jim Abbott. Uh-huh. And I think I I, got, I remember getting sent to the office for that because really? I was really? sensitive that's towards. That seems more of an homage people. than a yeah. a mocking. I know. I I was, you know, I had a Jim Abbott baseball card. I was that was right, that was a tribute. Mm. I but I did say <laughs> I am Jim Abbott, duh. <laughs> which is maybe why why they thought it was uh Defamatory. Mm-hmm. I got really fat and then said I was Don Baylor. Am I right, Angels fans? <laughs> no. Am I right, Angels fans? And then you yeah. then you hit I'm, yourself with the. I'm sure you are. It. I'm sure you are. You know what's going on. So Jordan, yes. uh, what I really want to know about is something that I have basically. If we had not gotten off on a tangent about that dildo art, that mm-hmm. military mm-hmm. dildo art yeah. last year, last week on the program, which by the way, uh, a listener, yeah. Was nice enough to give us a, to give us a link to a huge 
New York Times article about the dildo art. Yeah, well, I mean, the house specifically that the dildo art was in. They uh, did you hear last I, week? I, show? I did. Okay, thank goodness so because no this to, would, <laughs> yeah. would be a very different experience. No need to I catch had. you up. No. Um, so yeah, uh, what I was interested in is in that article they didn't show the dildo art. Is that something you can't show in a newspaper? Is that uh, they too... did? So I saw. So there's pictures on page oh, two. Okay. Did they use for the word folks, dildo for folks? I think they who... said sex toy. Yeah, mm-hmm. for, yeah. Not for folks who are just tuning in now, <laughs> uh, last uh, a couple weeks ago, Jordan went on the Jay a, Keith Van Stratton contingent. Yeah, folks went on. A, Jordan went on a weekend adventure trip mm-hmm. with his bros to uh, Joshua Tree, a state park here in uh, California, it's desert national park. park, national park, national wanna... monument. Oh, mm, I believe shame. it is um, a national monument here in Southern California. Stayed in a traditional sort of mid-century uh, ranch, modern-style home, and uh, found that there was a military vehicle in the back that opened automatically and revealed a gallery of lighted, translucent flowers made out of dildos. That about sums it up. And butt plugs and anal beads. <laughs> yes. It was not just dildos. No. Yeah. No, that would be hack. You think those were... <laughs> Yeah, that would. Yeah, that's done. That's you played. think those were surplus, or you think he purchased those new? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Can you just get like a, like a wholesale thing? Get a crate of them straight from China or wherever they're made. I don't know. Hello, dildo store. I'd mm. like a gross, please. <laughs> but you have to think that some of them are irregular. Or sure, uh, it was like a fire sale. Yeah. Okay. And maybe went to the outlet store. Sure. That's a good way to get a bunch of dildos. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in bulk, but cheap cost. Sure. So um, okay, so so. So a listener was kind enough to send us a link to an article about that. That's cool. I didn't see the pictures. I was wondering if that was if that was too gross a thing to put in the newspaper. I saw the pictures. They were alarming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, the old gray lady. Right. There was no ra- – there was no – it was one of those times when the New York Times fails to do its job, which is to clearly and for in all ages, all audiences, audience – explain something. Yeah, I, I remember reading that article and thinking, like, is this the place that I was in? I guess. Yeah, it, it really get, added nothing to the clarity of my vision of this dildo wonderland. Yeah. Well, if you don't use the word dildo, right. I don't it's gonna be how tough. it's going to be downhill from there. If you just use anal beads, it's really an incomplete picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Just like in dating. Uh, but, but I was... <laughs> I was very grateful yeah. to that listener who was kind enough to do that for us. But that was all that was all sort of that, that came up and look, that happens you're going to talk about it. Sure. But there's something that happened to you also mm-hmm. uh in in the past couple of weeks that I am really excited to talk about, which is you were a featured guest at a GLBT that's gay, lesbian, yeah. bisexual, and transgender for those. There's more letters now, aren't there? I think they've added letters, but I do not know. I never what heard they it in are. that order. I always hear LGBT. LGBT. Oh, maybe that's a regional thing. So yeah. they, they do GBL. Like Hoagie and Grinder. Yeah, absolutely. A BLT. Which are and the a... apps you use to have sex when you're in either upstate New York or Southern California. Hoagie is the app from, mm-hmm. if you're in Albany. Anyway. Uh, yes, I was at an all-gay Comic-Con. Hold on. Uh, hold on just a second. I got a buzz in my pocket. Oh, it's just my submarine sandwich app. <laughs> you must be from the Midwest? What do they call it that? I don't know. Submarine sandwich? Okay. Sub- yeah. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. 
Get well, that with a nice, nice pop, nice can of pop. Yeah, nice pop. I like, I like them toasted. Oh, okay. That's yeah. that's Quiznos. My buns. Your buns. Sure. Uh, yes, I was at an all gay Comic Con. It's called BentCon. It takes place at the. Um, Burbank Marriott. Sure. I think it was, this was its first year, and I think it was like Kickstartered. I think it was a, oh. you know, a thing that was kind of crowdfunded. And I was there, uh, there's a popular show at the UCB down here called Tournament of Nerds. Uh, and this is kind of like a, it's like a high school debate style thing where people play a character from pop culture and they kind of debate who would win in a fight, you know, uh, it's, you know, Superman or Wonder Woman or, you know, uh, Mega Man or another pop culture character. I can't think of that many. Um, the Predator, let's say. Good. I thought of a fourth one. Uh, so yeah, so I, and Kramer. I, Kramer, Kramer, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, and so they did, so, and they will travel to cons and stuff and do this show. And I guess for this one, they had, this was the first kind of all gay version of the Tournament of Nerds. So it was like, uh, Uncle Arthur from Bewitched versus Snagglepuss. It was like, <laughs> wait, are you outing Snagglepuss? <laughs> yes. I, yes. This was this the battle of the the broad gay stereotype? Yeah, it basically turned into that. And one guy was just James Franco. <laughs> he was the man, James Franco. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what it turned into. The villain from Dune was uh-huh. one of them. Uh, oh, there was anyway. Uh, Just anyone who's ever talked Lady words, yes. Every guy who works everywhere in the Flintstones. This is to Murgatroyd. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, very good impressions, by the way. I was very impressed by really? everyone's impression. Yeah, they, they did a great job. A lot of really nicely sibling S's. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a lot of very limp wrists. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, so I was a, uh, I was, I take over as host sometimes when past guest Hal Rudnick can't host Hilarious this show. Hilarious man. Uh, I, uh, I sometimes host this and I, I jumped at the chance to host. Um, so yeah, so I did a little bit of hanging around at Gay Comic Con beforehand. And the first thing I went to was the, uh, costume parade. Mm. Um, something that I noticed about the costume parade is way, way, way more DC characters than Marvel characters. Really? Yeah. Mm. Is the DC universe gayer? I guess so. I Do mean, you, are you, you, I know that you will read a comic book from time to time. Sure. Superheroes fighting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you read comic books from both of these universes? Uh, I do. Yeah. Well, let's see. I don't think I keep up with anything Marvel these days. I should be clear. I only read Savage Dragon. Sure. You only read Image Comics. Yeah. Draw, you only read things drawn by Jim Lee. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wildcats. When I was ten years old. Prime. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't read a Marvel comic these days. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so basically the only Marvel representative was Thor, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's quite, he's quite the beefcake. Right, exactly. So yeah, I mean, basically the, the, the costumes, yeah, were either just to be salacious and sexy Mm. or accurate. So there really wasn't like like there was not an agreement whether to go for the most accurate costume or the sexiest costume. 
Um, so yeah, a lot of DC characters, a lot of Nightwings, like a disproportionate amount of Nightwings. I can see that. Yeah. I don't know what a Nightwing is. Uh, is that Nightwing is, uh, I'll explain it to you. Nightwing is, uh, when Dick Grayson, the first Robin, mm-hmm. uh, left Batman to go solo, he became Nightwing. Okay, thank you. And there were a lot of those. There were a couple of accurate ones and a couple of sexy ones. Another bat, another Robin got killed by Joker. Wow. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> now I can picture it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was kind of amazing. Um, the it, did anyone do? Did anyone do a particularly striking? Look, I don't want to talk about accurate. Yeah, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Oh, great! You did a really well at accurate Nightwing. <laughs> I want to talk about delightful. Outrageous and ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Here's. I think. Was ma- anyone's dong out? Uh. No. No. No dongs were. I didn't see a single dong. You saw like the sides of butts. Where's your pride, people? I've been to pride. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see some dong. I mean, this could have been just a just like a, a rule imposed by the Burbank Marriott, though. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, you know. You're the Burbank Marriott. You have a reputation. This sure. isn't Glendale. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Pull that kind of shit at the Ventura Marriott. <laughs> yeah. Go to Rancho Cucamonga if you want to pull that shit. Mm-hmm. Not in Burbank. Um, the, okay, so there was a mashup of Wonder Woman and Cher that was pretty good. Yes, that's exactly that what was, I'm talking that about. Was the and only, that was a man. That's exactly yes, what I want to see. Okay. Yeah. That sounds really fun. There were a lot of male and here's here's a semantic problem that maybe you guys can help me with. There were a lot of male cat womans. Mm. And how do you say that? Is it male cat women? Mm-hmm. Cat men? <laughs> because it's the character cat woman, uh-huh. but it's mm-hmm. a male version. So do you say mm-hmm. male cat womans? Well, Is that they the most grammatically just problematic? Say dick suit? No, oh, dick suit, yeah. Well, are they trying to be male versions of Catwoman, or they happen to be biological men? Oh, they are men. They are men. Are they doing as gender play? Yes. Yeah. That's my or question. are they? Tr- are it is they... a drag situation. It's a drag situation. Yeah. And okay. specifically, everybody seemed to be the Catwoman from the Batman Arkham City game, which is kind of a little bit of a steampunk Catwoman. She has like goggles. You know what? I've got a picture. Okay. <laughs> what you what you, you guys uh, can banter for a second while I find this picture. I'm sorry. That's that's. I'm all. not. Uh, I'm one of those people who people assume that I know a lot about and am into sci-fi and comics yep. and all that, and yet I'm not. Really? So I'll just be over here and when you talk sports again. Let me know. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> yes. If you were gonna go to a gay sports convention, mm-hmm. what gay sports figure would you dress up as? Ah, now now we're right in my wheelhouse. Maybe Gay Satchel Page. <laughs> OC uh, Cans Gayco. <laughs> well, we've solved that. <laughs> and um, we're back. Yeah. Uh, I have this picture if anybody wants to see. Maybe you can uh, just want to. Okay. I'm taking a look at this. Now, Jordan, you are, um, you're in this photograph. Mm-hmm. You're wearing a blazer. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're dressed as Will Ferrell in a college movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was cosplaying as one of Mitt Romney's sons. Gotcha. <laughs> that was mine. And um, here with you is a very hairy gentleman um, wearing – yeah, because he's not – here's the thing about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pass this over to J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank goodness. The thing about this gentleman is – oh. 
his drag costume is not he is not wearing drag. He is just a man wearing a Catwoman <laughs> cat suit. Yes. That's the thing. That's the distinction that yeah. we're talking about here because he is not, you know, if you see somebody dressed as Diana Ross or Cher or something else from a drag show in 1981, <laughs> then what you're, what you're likely to see, I don't know, what, what is it? I, you know, Lady Gaga or Christina Aguilera sure. or something like that. They're going to have some, Shapely, yes, they're going to have themselves. some some parts of their outfit that involve simulating or yeah. at least creating a grotesque simulation. Uh, and I don't mean grotesque as in like, blah, but <clears throat> grotesque as in outrageous and outlandish. Um, simulation of femaleness. Mm-hmm. That's just a dude <laughs> in a leather onesie. In a leather onesie. Yeah. Like if I didn't know that that was a Catwoman suit because you told me. Yeah. I would think that was just you know a a. A, a crazy a person. pudgy person <laughs> from the fetish community. Right, yes. sure. Just a Dorcas in a, in a, in a fetish outfit. <laughs> yes. There's sure. a distinct lack of grooming or preparation beyond just wearing the costume that seems to be at play there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he bought a nice, co- it looks like a nice quality costume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it was a high quality. Target vinyl type situation. No, yeah. By the way, you can get a nice vinyl yeah. cat suit at Target. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Michael Kors for Target. <laughs> Right, exactly for the for the for the sub or dom on a budget. Yeah, exactly. Target, get some uh, light bulbs. So it was, um, was it mostly that, or were there people doing? Were there what types of realness were people bringing? I guess is the question I'm asking. Various various degrees of okay. Um. So yeah, and there were a lot of ones that were not trying to be sexy, but just like a lot of the anime characters that came up were just trying to be. Uh, Accurate, yes. Like like a regular Comic Con, mm-hmm. like that's the goal of regular Comic Con is to. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is yeah, do, sure. do, are, do people feel that regular Comic Con does not have a, a place for uh, for gay fans? I don't. You know, that's a good question. Um, if, when I have been to Comic Con, it would seem that there is a lot of there's a whole lot gay of gay stuff if you going me. on. Yeah, if you ask me, it seems and it seems like a pretty accepting place. But Absolutely. I think here's the thing. Yeah, I'm 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 a heterosexual. Sure. And when I went to Comic-Con, I hated it. Yeah. So I'm not the target audience of either of these things. Sure. However, I, if I put myself in the shoes of a member of the GLBT community who's also a fan of things for Comic-Con, I can definitely see the appeal of having your own special Comic-Con. Totally. Oh, yeah. And it seemed like everybody was having a really good time. Um, and something also I noticed, I was – I actually – had a specific comic that I was looking for, something that was missing from a series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually... It was Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, right. It was Gilbert Gottfried. Um, the series was surprising Saturday Night Live cast members. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need him and I needed Anthony Michael Hall. Sure. And, yeah. <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, I wonder if there will be just comics there like i had a particular batman comic in mm-hmm. question that i needed for a series i was thinking some... it would just be gay comics it was gay themed. Ah. it was that was the thing that i was wondering because i brought money because i was like oh i can buy some comics gay while money. i hear it yes. was some, yeah, yeah some, <laughs> some gay fun bucks some fire island fun bucks um it was one of these situations where there was a little text box at the bottom of the screen and it said see issue something something ed yeah. And you were like, I gotta get this one. I gotta get it. Yeah. Um, it was one of those situations. So, uh, I went and there was no comics there. There was only like, there was two things on display. Like one, it was like a sensitive, 
you know, kind of Dan Klaus type. They're loving rockets. Yeah, like about growing up gay and how hard that is. Like there was a lot of those and then just comic book characters fucking each other. Mm. Like there was it was basically one of those the booths were one of those two things. When you say comic book characters fucking each other, yeah. Are you talking about are you talking about comic books about people fucking each other or are you talking about comic book characters? The Superman fucking Batman. Really? Yeah, and I and I so I had this money with me, so uh-huh. I had this cash, and like, well, I'm not going to find this Batman comic that I'm after. Sounds that sounds dangerous for Batman, by the way. What? If fuck Superman Super- fucked him? Oh, I think it's dangerous for anybody if Superman. I think of all the people that Superman can fuck, Batman's probably the most well equipped. Yeah, based <laughs> sure. on his utility belt. Mm-hmm. I and, mean, one concern, you know, and that's Batman's strong point in a battle is being able to kind of you know size up a situation to suss something out. Well, you're talking more of a superhero rape than uh, consensual sex. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, just because it's he, a power fantasy. Just because he agrees to it doesn't mean he's not trepidatious. Okay, fair enough. Doesn't mean he's not on his guard. It, he's probably heard the song "Rapper's Delight" and he knows to be concerned about being busted out with Superman's super sperm. Sure, is that in there? Yeah, that's funny. Um, so I have this money, and I'm like, well, what what would I buy here? I guess I could buy a a sensitive indie comic about growing up gay. So you had bought it, you had brought enough money for one comic. <laughs> yeah, right. My mom gave me eighty five cents, and I had right. two bottle caps, right, and a frog and a slingshot. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I'm like, well, what would I buy here? I'm like, well, if I see a drawing of Ken sucking Ryu's dick, I'll buy that. <laughs> like, I will buy that and frame it. Like that is a good enough conversation piece. I did not see that. Oh. And what did would that conversation see... that you were imagining <laughs> as a conversation piece? What would that conversation be? Uh, well... Hey, is that Ken sucking? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that's about how that's it was pretty go. vivid. Yeah. And then she would say, "Boy, you're cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do it." Oh, this oh is like you imagined be- it was this a woman. Is, oh, yeah, in this is situation. a beautiful woman that I brought back to my house, <laughs> and I'm course. showing my art collection mm-hmm. of I, um, one piece. In my mind, right now, you're going through the fuck pics. Yes, at, I was at Comic Con, and you're like, and you're like, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Pit Fighter, Mortal <laughs> Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Guilty Gear. Oh boy. <laughs> King of Fighters. Gosh, where's the? What about the classics? Where is Ken sucking Ryu's dick? Um, 4D but... boxing. <laughs> that is just... just weird polygons. Yeah. <laughs> Clay fighter. Um, Baseball stars. Yeah, right? Um, but I think by it's far... Eddie sucking off Matthew. <laughs> by far the best thing that I saw, this is hands down the best thing that I saw, was a... Guy, I think it was a man. I couldn't see. And like regular Comic-Con, the dudes far outnumbered the women, like the, by basically the same ratio, uh, which was mm. interesting. I thought maybe there would be a lot. The, the main well, thing that I was really looking forward to was there being a lot of like punk rock lesbians. Because mm-hmm. that's like I, I really like a punk rock lesbian. That's, yeah, but aren't you going to need to go to the Alternative Press Expo for that? I think so. I think that's probably – Probably the crowd. That's where the that's where your uh, black and white confessional comics are vended. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic! Good to sure. Know. Um, so and comics made of clip art. <laughs> Those two things basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
so yeah, so I think this was a man. Uh, I'm just by ratio, but it was a. You couldn't tell because he was in a robot suit, and when mm-hmm. I say robot suit, I mean like a 1950s, like um, Lost in Space, Danger type. Will Robinson right, type situation. Right, and it had those arms. It had those like flailing kind of spring-loaded arms. Oh, did it have the pinchers on the pinchers? End? Yeah, I mean this was. This was as elaborate a robot costume as I have seen. Like gay this Comic-Con. guy was working on this since he was seven, and the idea of making a robot out of a cardboard box occurred to him. Right, and like not only that, but it had like an exposed robot brain. It had a dome, and all the then the dome inside had all these individual lights that lit up, like all these individual. Are you sure circuits. this wasn't an actual robot? I mean, it may it may well have been. Um, it w- and it went up. It's so funny. It went up. The robot kind of shambled up during the costume parade. And, you know, all the sexy characters would go up and do like a sexy dance and show their butt and stuff. And the robot just kind of ambled up there <laughs> and roboted around. Uh, by the way, gay Comic-Con still just filled with bad club music. Mm-hmm. Right. So that it, it's something that was. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's just shambling around up there. But this this robot, beautiful, this this. This exposed robot brain, just beautiful, all these lights lighting up, and it had all these dials that seemed to be kind of going into, like, individual circuits. It was so amazing. And, and yeah, it was so amazing and elaborate, and it also, by the mouth, just had a hole you could put your dick in. (laughs) It had a dick-sized hole. Uh, so yeah, it's so funny, this, like, that, that is the perfect marriage of form and function, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's this beautiful costume that, that can also suck your dick. Like, that guy really sucked a lot of dicks that night, too. Do you think it's a popular fantasy to have your dick sucked by a robot? I was thinking No, that. but I'm saying, if, number one, I'm not saying it's a popular fantasy. Yeah. But I'm saying, if you're a gay man mm-hmm. that wants to get... Sucked off by a male robot. <laughs> All you need is one. <laughs> like, where are you going to go to do that? That's You're going to go to Gay Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Bent Con, I guess I should say. We should say that it's not called Gay Comic Con. But... You're going to go to Bent Con. Yeah. Okay. You're going to head down to the Burbank Marriott. And you, how many people were at Bent Con, would you estimate? Um, a thousand people? Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good number. So there's got to be four out of those who's who it's occurred to them. Yeah. That maybe they might like to get their dick sucked by a male robot. I even thought, like, I mean, like, I wouldn't know it's a guy in there. <laughs> like, I guess I, I mean, I could get my dick sucked by this robot, probably. Maybe not, though. Maybe you the see ro- it, maybe I'm I'm making the robot out to be less discerning than he is. You see the robot. I mean, I don't know how discerning he could be, but a dick hole. <laughs> <laughs> So, but you see, you see a you see a robot costume, sort of the way that a closeted congressman sees a glory hole. Sure, yes, exactly. Like, you put it in there, and who knows what happens? Could, could be Rosario Dawson in there, for all I know. Sure, I can I can understand that. But I think the moral of the story is that if you've Please. got a thousand homosexual nerds, of whom seven hundred and fifty are gay men, mm-hmm. and of those seven hundred and fifty. One in a hundred has thought about it would be fun to get my dick sucked by a male robot. Mm-hmm. That is seven and a half dudes who are going to find the guy with the costume from the costume contest. Sure. They're going to be sitting watching this costume contest becoming sure aroused. Flustered. Flush, yes. Becoming flush. Hot under the collar. Oh, my. Is that a male robot? <laughs> and steam starts coming out of their ears. 
and then you know they're gonna give him their card or they're you know they're gonna give room key. Them, yeah, gonna sure, sure. Their, they're gonna give him their uh, you know their their Blimpies code. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no. Ben BenCon was great. It was really fun. I would I would absolutely go back. And how many times did you come in the robot? I mean, like. I came first, but I still wanted to keep my getting my dick sucked. Mm. So I mean, you know, I just left it in there. I'm trying to think. The robot of... sucked my plastic dick for a while. <laughs> ben Con sounds pretty fun to me. <laughs> it was pretty fun. <laughs> ben Con sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think if there's other sort of specific subsets of the nerd community whose con I would enjoy going to, given that I didn't didn't particularly sure. enjoy. The large-scale con. So far, all I've come up with is uh, Tongan con. What? what I like about that is that Tongans are so huge. <laughs> it just one. I know that when the Tongan field day happened outside my dad's house in the park, oh yeah, San Francisco. Sure. I always enjoyed that because they play a lot of cricket. You wouldn't say that's nerds, though, right? But there's got to be nerds about... in the Tongan community. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're nerds, or maybe it could just be white nerds who are like Kong- Tonga. I would, ex- you know, I would expand it to the larger. Pacific Islander community. Okay. Except that I don't want part of what makes this fun to me is that everyone is enormous mm-hmm. and not all Pacific Islanders are enormous, mostly Tongans and Samoans. Sure. So if it, there was a Tongan and Samoan, I mean, look, there's there's large, there's other large, sure, but but there's a large Tonga, Filipino probably. Tonga and Samoa, you're talking about a preponderance of. Very tall, very wide people. Mm-hmm. Just huge people. That's why. And you want to be among them while they're nerding while out. While they're nerding comics. out. That yeah. seems fun to me. Hmm. They, and their special costume contest, that yeah. seems fun because they're such large people. Uh, J. Keith Van Stratton, what's yes. the closest you've ever been to a con? You've ever, like, baseball card convention? I, was, I went to a lot of baseball card conventions in uh, high school and uh, through college as well. Okay. All very, the way through college. Oh, very. Clean through college. I was very lonely in college. Well, you're now, a little older than we are. Thanks. Were you? <laughs> were you? No, but I, I think the the baseball card, the baseball card collecting culture, mm-hmm. had shrunken so dramatically by the time I was in high school mm-hmm. that there wasn't much to go to. Yeah, that definitely was at the peak. I'd like to say I rode the wave. What, what were the big years in your guys's lifetime for baseball card collecting? When was it at its zenith? Eighty-nine to ninety-two. I would say eighty-six to eighty-nine. Okay, maybe maybe eighty-six to ninety. Some discrepancy like there. That. No, I mean these are you know in the mid nineties is when everything collapsed. Yeah, absolutely. Just as with comic books, sure. Um, and be, it collapsed, meaning like they were not worth anything anymore. Yeah, like Part, is that, partly is, that, and then also became yeah. not as much fun. Because okay. they 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 were they they became self aware. Yeah, if you will. Exactly. Sure. That is exactly kind of a okay, yeah kind of a singularity. Yeah, well, a baseball card singularity. Well, because part of the fun of collecting cards uh, initially, you know, when you when you were collecting things of value or things that you're hoping mm-hmm. would accrue value, is is this is the scarcity. And uh, once the card companies were onto that, they manufactured scarcity. So they would put in these chase cards. Oh, they sure. they would deliberately make less of something and make them make it hard to get, and that made it less fun because. You know, some, suddenly uh, something that just came out this year would be worth, uh, you know, five hundred dollars, which is the same as a Sandy Koufax card from the nineteen sixties. And gotcha. so it just, that, they that also, became not as much fun. They also wildly overproduced yes, everything sure. else. Sure. 
What about that card where the guy has fuckface on his back? That would be a I, 1988 Fleer Billy Ripken. Okay. Uh, 89 Fleer? Excuse me, 89 but, Fleer. Yeah, close. I did get one of those as a gift at last year's Max Fun Con. It oh, really, nice. It really made my day. Yeah. It's still sitting on my bookshelf in my <laughs> office at home. Um, but the, did you, okay, now let me ask you this about baseball card conventions because we're on to, we're on to a type of nerdery that I can identify with. There we go. Um, can, come on, you've thought about getting your dick sucked by a robot though. <laughs> I had my it. dick sucked by a robot. Oh really? What about by Billy Ripken? Jesse, now, was I know the robotic that... <laughs> Billy Ripken. Okay, I was gonna say, I, I know you afford the robotic cow. I know you've repeatedly <laughs> slammed your Even dick though, in ironically, the... he's the Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did you, you know, one of the funny things about a sports card convention is there's autographs. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> often the autographs are pretty marginal. And so there will be a, t- there will be guys who get $30 for their autograph. Mm-hmm. These are your superstars, your Hall of Famers. At least this is what it was like in mm-hmm. 19, in the brief period between ages of 8 and 12 that I went to a baseball card thing. And then there's the guys who are free with admission. Mm-hmm. And those will be like a, like a, like a left-handed situational reliever <laughs> from the Phillies who just happens to be around. They just gave him mm-hmm. $300 to s- sign autographs. And um, the whole thing, like as a kid, I was excited. I mean, shit, I was excited to meet, you know, Jose. I was as excited to meet Jose Uribe as I was to meet Matt Williams. You know <laughs> what I mean? And and get their autograph. And and the, what was exciting about somebody whose autograph was free was that I that's what I had of yep. money. <laughs> so that was exciting to me. But as an adult, both of these things seems weird to me. Mm. Like the idea of going to a baseball card convention and giving, you know, Bob Feller $35 to sign a baseball is real weird. Absolutely. Especially now that he's uh, dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You're not Bob Phillips. Well, you put $30 in gold pieces underneath his eyelids <laughs> so that when the... And then his granddaughter moves his hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, it is, It is. from what I understand, I haven't gone to a baseball convention in many, many years. But, uh, but yeah, it was like that where there would be the, especially for the smaller conventions, there would be, you know, sort of free with purchase, free with admission uh, guys. And you're right. It, it, seems, it seems very bizarre that they wouldn't just be generous and just give them away. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I, you know, I, I paid for autographs. You mentioned Jose Canseco earlier. I paid for Jose Canseco's autograph on a ball that I have in my garage somewhere. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? That was the peak of Jose Canseco. He was as good as it gets, 1986 to 1989. Absolute rookie of the year. That was before, that was like before the steroid and the kind of bizarre behavior, right? Like he no, was that was, a, he was, he was always still, on okay. steroids and behaving bizarrely, okay. but he was yeah. just really, really good and it hadn't occurred to anyone yet that he was on steroids. <laughs> That's right. sure. At one point, I remember he got arrested. This is at the very peak of his mm. powers, 88, 89, 90, right in there. Um, he got arrested for driving his Porsche like 120 miles an hour <laughs> on the freeway and his, expl- his public explanation was that it had been knocking and pinging, so he wanted to see what would happen if he put jet fuel in it. Oh, God. Wait, did he actually put jet fuel yes! in the car? Yes. Oh, geez. So, That's considering great. that, 120 isn't really that fast. Yeah, it's a lot slower than yeah, most jets. Sure. 
Um, this is a fu- something funny that happened. Um, my mom recently moved out of our childhood home. Mm-hmm. Um, she, my mom got remarried recently, and she That's moved in tough. with her new husband. Uh, a lovely, uh, lovely turn of events. Mm-hmm. So we had to clean out my childhood home. We should explain that when you say our childhood home, you mean yours and your sister's. Yes, right. Not yours and your mother's. No, no, yeah, we aren't prairie <laughs> folk. Yeah. yeah. Um, me and my sisters. So, uh, and kind of what something that we found was my, my dad, when he and my mom got divorced, just kind of took off and he left a bunch of stuff. Like there's still tons of my dad's stuff at that old house. And I think I mentioned this to you, Jesse, but he had a huge baseball card collection. And oh. I asked you like, what do I do with those? And I think you said, eh, just put them on Craigslist as a lot. Like you're not, you know, even yeah. if he had something kind of valuable, they're not really that valuable anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my sister just did that. But my sister also found every Playboy magazine since 1977. Wow. Yeah, and she was having a hard time unloading those, um, and but also was really embarrassed driving around with them in her trunk because they had, like, their move time and their clean-out time. There was, like, some overlap, so she was, like, had to drive around with these with every Playboy magazine since 1977. But they're her trunk. Her they're, trunk. Not, they're not in the back seat. Yeah, and I'm like, but also, like, Aren't we at a time when, a, like, there's nothing salacious about a Playboy magazine? Like, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Like, yeah, because much. because a Playboy magazine is the least salacious thing there is. Sure. Of those things. Yeah, I right? guess. Yeah, I guess maybe Maxim or something, but like, just nipples is the difference, right? But I mean, Maxim has Maxim is so generally unsavory, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, there's not even a, an air of class. Right, you're not going to get a Norman Mailer interview in Maxim. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's general no, sense of no short story by to, James Elroy. <laughs> it's general sense of willingness to drug a woman sort of overcomes the fact that no nipples are on display. <laughs> right. Yeah, a willingness to trick women. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I think she eventually sold them to a guy who makes like uh, art clocks. <laughs> like a guy who makes art clocks paid her a hundred bucks for the whole thing. Did he plan on using the magazines in his art clocks? I think I think that's what he does. He like cuts out some of the old ads and you say clocks with an L. Oh, art cocks. Excuse me, <laughs> art cocks. What did I say? That's clocks? what we saw in Joshua. Did Tree. I say clock? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I saw some art cocks. We were on peyote. Uh, I. You know what? It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned baseball cards because I. Occasionally, look, I, I have not collected baseball cards since I was probably 13. Mm-hmm. But every so often, I will get just this sort of like shadow memory of baseball card obsession. Mm-hmm. Like just, it'll just pass, like shudder through me. You know what I mean? Sure. And I bought a baseball card the other day. Mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden, I wanted to collect baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. And baseball cards are the worst thing to collect because you can't, they don't, you can't do anything with them. Yeah. They have no purpose and you can't really display them. I think they display very nicely. You've got one on display uh, right over there that, that looks uh, that's lovely. That, that's that one that I bought. Oh, wow. That story yeah. just came to life. You know, it's so <laughs> funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> Show don't tell. Um, it's so funny you mentioned that shutter because that's really something that I just don't possess. Like I've never possessed a collector gene or a collector mm. thing. Like and every like any time because my dad went from collection to collection, Playboy magazines, baseball cards, a bunch of other weird stuff. Um, so yeah, that's always something I like. I never got and can never like bond with him over. Like 
Yeah, it doesn't. It I doesn't, have to guard against it. Yeah, yeah as same. a small as a small child, I collected everything. I had a rock collection, a, you know, like everything that existed in keys. the world. Mm-hmm. I, I made a conscious decision at one point in <laughs> my uh, preteens that I was going to collect keys. How'd that go? I got about two or three of them. And I was, was like, your... "This is this is stupid." <laughs> what was your What was your prize key? Oh, I had a a skeleton key. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, like well, there were only three or four. And then great I realized type it was of stupid. key. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a nice, oh, it's a beautiful, it's better than beautiful key. Just those those standard keys that yeah. you had. Well, I, I did have a Schlag and <laughs> a couple quick sets. Sure, yeah. but uh, and I, I I stopped after that. I realized this is not going to go anywhere. I, then I think when my dad found out that I liked comics i liked reading comics he would like go out and you know to the comic store and like buy just one because it was valuable and then get mad at me because i took it out of the plastic uh-huh. because i wanted to read it uh, yeah so that was a weird what do thing. you do here's the thing sure. because one of the th- changes mm-hmm. in the comic book landscape as i understand it is that in 2012 no comic books are valuable yeah. that aren't from before the comic book boom of the late 1980s. Yeah. Is that the, that's the case, well, right? Well, you know, I sure don't know a ton about it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I always liked reading comics for you the know, comic story. Book stores, and when, when I, go, I've, I go, will go to a comic book store sure. from time to time, and I, I personally prefer, I prefer to buy a bound comic sure. book thing. A trade. Because, yeah, because I don't want to fucking deal with buying a bunch <laughs> Sour of Sour fucking... Patch Kids ads. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, <laughs> but uh, when I go to a comic book store, one of the things that I notice yeah. that's different from the comic book stores in my youth is they don't even bother to sell secondhand comics. Uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, the small ones don't. Like, if you go to, like, uh, like Meltdown here or, mm-hmm. um, oh God, what's that place in Burbank? Uh, not Bencon. Golden Apple, uh, Heidi Ho. No, no. Uh, uh anyways, there's a nice, well, there's a nice Universal one in, Studios. Universal Studios. <laughs> there's a couple, but yeah, for, for the most part, yeah, people just get rid of those old Silver Age Thors or something. So what do you, so what do you do with all your comic books? Do you keep them? Uh, I keep the, like you the ones that I, board them. yeah, like, no, no, not really. I take bad care of them. The ones that I like, I will, you know, keep around in case I want to read again or loan to somebody. But, uh, for the most part, I just, like I have a I have a running goodwill bag in my house, mm. and I just fill it up as I don't need things anymore, and I just throw the old comics in there when I'm done with them. It seems expensive. It's a little expensive, yeah. It's I don't I don't do it too much. I don't keep up with too many. Um, Is there any like, Archie comics that are worth anything? Oh, I don't know. Who still reads? Who's that for Archie? Who reads Archie? Well, I did uh, <laughs> <laughs> until uh, through high school. That was about it. Wow. Through high school? Well, it, it, then I got into baseball cards, and then I realized that Archie is for kids. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. J. Keith Van Stratton, noted futurist. Are you? No, but uh, <laughs> I was... you figured as long as you were. Well, Harlan Ellison isn't using it anymore, right? Uh, okay, sure. I remember when, uh, like pre 
Robert Downey Jr. comeback pre-Iron Man. Which comeback? That one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, the pre-Iron Man comeback, he released a weird jazz album called The Futurist. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I The reference I was trying to pull was uh, there was a series of, I believe when the Geo Metro first came out, Harlan Ellison was a spokesman and his Chiron said, Harlan Ellison, noted futurist. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and so uh, I've always wanted to be called that and have the opportunity now. Thanks to oh, you. Oh, man. Do you think that the, well, we've talked about this on Jordan Jesse mm-hmm. Go before, but a couple houses down from me, there's a two-car carport that features two cars. One is a Geo Metro, <laughs> and the other is a DeLorean. Do you think that's the home of a noted future? <laughs> I would not put it past. I, I mean, can... that makes <laughs> basically makes perfect sense. It kind of does. Um, hey, the sponsor on this week's Jordan Jesse Go, Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at Ask dot metafilter dot com for example one good question you could ask on ask metafilter what are some noted futurists <laughs> how do i become a noted futurist what if you're already a futurist but not so noted who has noted harlan ellison <laughs> <laughs> these are all good seriously what, what was the single off robert downey jr's weird jazz album the futurist the futurist um, all of these questions and more asked and answered by real n- – well, I was going to say nice. They're not all nice, but they are all sharp tacks <laughs> um, at ask.metafilter.com. Nothing up on the Jumbotron this week, but if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron, and we will share your message with the world. Um, if you want to sponsor Jordan Jesse, go email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. J. Keith Van Stratton can't be the worst guest ever. <laughs> no, you can, you cannot. Yes, yeah. literally, you cannot. Hey, it is the bar has been set so low <laughs> by. A, a certain pair of socially uncomfortable web comics writers <laughs> that you literally it's impossible if even if you tried to do that like action movie move of sliding under a closing door mm. you would just smash your face in, into those two assholes <laughs> to be fair j keith van stratton does have a youtube show that's going to debut he could do a takedown of us on that show if you did a takedown of us on your youtube show mm-hmm. on the geek and sundry network mm-hmm. um bad decision by the way hits wise that will yeah. that probably will not <laughs> will not lead to a great success yeah um, we'll have a sexy thumbnail though yeah uh, then I, th- you could surpass retroactively. That. I could retroactively be mm-hmm. a worse guest. Yeah. So the, you're, are you suggesting that's what happened with these people? And that they... here's what, here's what I suggest you do. Okay. You combine, I would say these guys and probably Screech from Saved by the Bell are our worst sure. guests ever. Screech was on our old college radio show in the Sound of Being America back in the days. I would say you start with a few of Screech's moves, which is to say, do some jokes from your stand-up comedy act, which are street jokes about disabled people. Oh, boy. And uh, then refuse to talk about your rock band. Um, and then, uh, you know, just sort of be belligerent for a while and then the takedown. Yeah. 
afterwards, the day after. You'll need a loyal army of followers to send me emails telling me what a faggot I am. Oh, okay. Well, that part's that part I got. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. So I'm uh, I'm at least in the. Uh, you're in the running. Event. You're not out. You're not. <laughs> if you were wondering if you were out of the running for right. worst guest, you're not. Okay. No, but you got There's a little legwork involved. Okay. I'm ready to bring my Z game. <laughs> Good. Um, Keith, you're a listener. You know this. But when something momentous happens to you out there, the listener, we ask that you give us a call at 206-984-4FUN and share it with us for a segment called Momentous Occasions. Look, guys, I got to explain something to you. We got Colin Marshall from the Marketplace of Ideas on the boards this week. No, it's not called the Mar- – what's it called? Press the talkback button so I can hear you. Right, you changed this this past year. I was a guest. Jordan and I have both been guests on yeah. Notebook of on Cities and Culture. We've got Colin Marshall from Notebook on Cities and Culture here. Um, and let's be honest, he's not our regular engineer. He's not our second string engineer. He's not that would be Julia. No, the second string would be Nick. Mm-hmm. Third string was Lindsay. Uh, Julia. I guess would probably be fourth string. So I guess Colin is our fifth string. A rare fifth string. You usually don't get down to that many strings. No, you don't. It takes a lot of injuries. Or in our case, holiday vacations. Fifth string. I sit out there and you sing songs in the public domain. (laughs) Right. I engineer while you sing. (laughs) But I hurt my my sliding hand. The old gray mare, she ain't (laughs) what what she used used to be. be. Yeah. Gotta cut it off. They got that hard, hard cut, hard what consonant. What child is this who laid to rest on the old gray man? <laughs> <laughs> she ain't what she used to hey, be. Hey, maybe you've heard of them. They're called mashups. <laughs> This is a mashup. It's only the hottest tech trend of 2012. <laughs> which which Earth is this one on? <laughs> okay, Earth two. Look, moral of the story is if something is public momentous, domain mashups are the next big thing. If some, are you listening, girl talk? If something momentous happens, uh, then <laughs> girl talk. Right now, girl talk is slicing tiny pieces of the Carmina Burana. <laughs> Um, okay. With anyway, brown jug. Colin Colin Marshall uh, is on the boards. We don't know if he knows how to use them, so let's try playing a call and see what happens. Jordan Jesse Go, this is Mike Rossi in West Philadelphia. Uh, I just had a momentous occasion. My girlfriend and I were listening to your most recent show, uh, where uh, you talk about going to Joshua Tree Park and seeing the light up dildo butt plug flowers. And um, I realized that I work for the guy who made the light-up dildo butt plug flowers. Wow. And uh, it's also Christmas morning. (laughs) That's a Christmas miracle for me and my girlfriend. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. See, that's tremendous. I imagine his tree is decorated with uh, (laughs) with those light-up dildo butt plugs. Sort of like candles. Yeah. You know. Pointing upwards, of course, lit from yes. below, absolutely. So there's well, I mean, you can hang light. them like tinsel. I was picturing uh, more like that. Yeah, yeah. you put them on a string. Of, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. With the, of anal beans. Of anal beans. Well, that's, <laughs> that the, the, garland. that's the garland. garland. That's the popcorn garland. It's <laughs> <laughs> anal beans. Oh, man. You know, uh, uh, speaking of our fans, I mm-hmm. I met uh, quite a number of Jordan Jesse Go fans in San Francisco at the Put This On sale. Oh, terrific. So I want to say thanks to everybody who came out to that. Oh. It was really a blast. Well, and they sure as fuck didn't come to my stand-up show. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They came to your Jordan, thing. Not my Jordan, thing. come I'm on. I'm sorry. Come that on. sounds like a lot of fun. I met a fair number they of them. Came to your thing and not my I, thing. I met, uh, I met a couple. Yeah. The boyfriend or her husband, I don't remember which of the two, was there to buy a pocket square. Mm-hmm. And he said that he, he was, he told his girlfriend, hey, I'm going, his girlfriend told me this. He mm-hmm. said, hey, I'm going out to this pocket square sale. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come? <laughs> and she said, oh, I don't, I don't know. And then he said, Jesse Thorne's, she said that he said, Jesse Thorne's going to be there. And she said, from Jordan Jesse Go? And he said, yeah. And she said, I'm there. Well, glad you guys didn't rally to come to my stand-up show when I was at Lost Weekend Video. Jordan. Sorry, I'm sorry. Jordan, you had the guys from Lost Week- Weekend Video there, probably watching sure. the Giants game. Yeah. <laughs> they they could have come and sat in the audience. I'm sorry. Jordan. I'm sorry. Jordan, why are you raging? I'm just saying. Are well, you a rageaholic? You, usually... You know, when we do something in public, people come out. Yeah. And I'm just saying, it were, I saw one guy on the street mm-hmm. who said, hey, Jordan Morris from Jordan Jesse Go. And I said, yeah. And he says, what are you doing up here? And I said, well, we're doing a, doing a show at Lost Weekend Video. And he said, oh, I can't come. I'm going to the Mountain Goats concert. So I think mm-hmm. maybe. I think our fans were at the Mountain they Goats They were probably concert, at the Mountain Goats <laughs> Hanging concert. out with our friend John Darnielle. Yeah. Anyway. John Darnielle is a nice man. I, he makes great songs. I mean, you yeah. can see why. Someone would prefer his concert to your stand-up show at a video store. I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. Well, no, you're right. I'd like to ask a question. I'm just saying, usually, this was maybe the one time where people you, failed to come out. Did you notice that J. Keith Van Stratton has a question? I did. I'm sorry. I have a question. Yes. I, I would just like to know what kind of work did the caller do for oh, the yeah. contracting? Uh, Based on the New York Times article, I'm going to guess high-end contracting. Because mm. they mentioned that the guy was a high-end contractor in okay. the article. Because there could have been a lot of interesting jobs associated with. Do your fucking research, Van Stratton. Wow. He's like he he the guy. What the guy does? This guy's his assistant. The artist brings in a giant box of dildos. That's what I was like, imagining. I need these to look worn. <laughs> <laughs> do what you gotta do. Sandpaper butt. Sand. Yeah. Put them up the sandpaper butt. <laughs> Oh, that's really fun. But anyway, the the really fun part of the um, of this pocket square sale is lots of these guys. You know, guys are coming in. They, we, you can spot them. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm there with my mom. My mom helped me out sure. with this sale. And you can spot the guys who are coming in for put this on. They mm-hmm. look like put this on guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Sure. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. This one guy comes in. He looks like he's just looking for gay comic con. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bent con. Bent con. Mm-hmm. Looking for a bent con. And. Uh, and I'm like, and it was in a menswear store. I was like, what is this guy doing in here? Just a Jordan Jesse Go fan. Just oh, wanted to stop by and say hi. That's nice. I was touched. I mean, he could have come to a fucking stand-up show in a video store. It probably just would have been a more hi, suitable. Just to say hi. That's Probably fine. would have been a more That's suitable Don't come to my for thing. A, yeah, well, maybe he thought that you would be too busy browsing videos. It's true. To say hi. No, I'm never too busy to say hi. They got some I great love, bootlegs at I Lost Weekend on Valencia hi. Street. Anyway. Some really nice bootlegs. Yeah. Should we take another call? Yeah. Hey, JJ Go. Uh, so this is Cody. I just wanted to say, since it's the last week uh, before the end of 2012 
going fucking ape. I just wanted to state that I went fucking ape and made a lot of changes in my life. I moved 3,000 miles. I ended a very painful relationship. I changed my career path, and I just completed um, uh, principal photography on my first feature-length film. Thanks so much. 2013, the shit gets real. Oh, shit gets real in 2013? Oh, wow. I like it. That is a really good I scene. I like it. Yeah. I, when I like this it. dude, number one, the, at the top of this call, when guy said, so it's Cody, <laughs> I'm like, mm, I don't know about this Cody character. I don't know if we're on a first mm-hmm. name basis yet, Code. Yeah, come on. Didn't say where he's from. No, he didn't. He didn't. I mean, look, if I maybe I met Cody at the at, at Lost Weekend Video. I did a show at Lost Weekend Video. It was very well attended. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. <sighs> It was you just assholes. me reading from my menswear blog. What? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jordan. I don't, oh, I don't mean to disappoint you. I've actually, I did a national tour of Lost Weekend videos. What? Yeah. And people came? I was opening for Not Madonna. no one? Yeah. Lots of people came. You assholes. Fuck out. I'm sorry. You guys are great. Anyway, so <laughs> when Cody kicked things off with that, you know, with that Cody talk, mm-hmm. number one, I, I am hesitant to trust anyone named Cody. Sure. But when he brought out the accomplishments, I was suitably impressed. And when he brought out that theme, shit gets real. Mm. I don't know if that's topable. I like it a lot. I mean, I it's. I mean, I don't think we need to put a nail in the coffin now. We don't need to. We don't need to call this race yet. But I mean, the shit challenge- gets real. The yeah. challenge has been issued. Let's yeah, put it that absolutely. way. The challenge has been issued. If you, we have that a phone number. That clang on the floor was the gauntlet being thrown down. If you want to email jjgo at maximumfun.org and suggest a theme for 2013, go for it. If you want to call us at 206-984-4FUN, go for it because I'm interested to hear what you have mm-hmm. to say. But the, the, the gauntlet yeah, has geez. been, I mean. I think the yeah. only way to top that at all would be to find some, something that rhymed. That was the only thing that that, slo- that, that slogan yeah. lacked. Yeah. It could have yeah. rhymed. It could have rhymed. Jesse, do you think you'll think differently about people named Cody now? Ooh. And may I remind you of Cody Ross? Yeah. No, I mean, Cody... Cody Chestnut? World Series hero Cody Ross sure. is is an important figure. Does not play for the Giants anymore, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. So he's on my shit list. Mm-hmm. Oh. It wasn't his fault. I think the Giants chose not to resign him. I believe that's correct. Got got, got too too rich of a deal elsewhere. Mm. But um, yeah, I'll I'll reconsider many Cody's. But if you come up to me and you're say your what name is Cody, what about the well balanced character from Final Fight? <laughs> He's got a guy's fast, Hagar's strong uh-huh. but slow. Cody's a nice balance. Okay. If you're playing Final Fight and you want a character that is balanced with a balanced, balanced approach, yeah. I'm going to say that I will reconsider Cody's. Mm-hmm. However, if you come to me as a Cody with another element that seems off, let's just say a flipped up polo shirt collar. Let's just say that is so Cody. Uh, flip flop. <laughs> That's so code. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. let's just say a questionable sunburn, a w- like a weird <laughs> sunburn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then I will not give you a second chance. <laughs> so, Cody on the phone, if you have one of those qualities, fucking shit's getting real in 2013 for you, my friend. Yeah. 
Get a nice shoe. You know? Keep yourself out of the sun. It causes cancer. You know the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Find find some more indoor hobbies. That action item theme for 2013. Always rock climbing. Because you know what? I fucking spent 2012 crushing my enemies like paper cups in my fucking hands. Don't get on my bad side, Jay Keith. No, sir. Jay Keith, how was your 2012, would you say? Now well, that we're here on the kind of precipice. Well, uh, meh. I would, I would describe yeah. it as meh. Pretty meh? meh. Yeah. Didn't you know you were supposed to go ape? No, I was not informed. Oh, Where would okay. I have gotten that message? Uh, this earlier, earlier in Jordan, earlier in the year, I think Eliza Skinner was the guest. Oh, well, if Eliza was involved, then definitely. Yeah, and we said that in 2012, our motto should be more powerful than ever, hyphen or slash, go and ape. Colon. Colon, go and ape. As we record me. this, I still do have a couple days. Yeah, you could still go, go ape. ape and, you know. I'm still going become... ape right fucking now. Oh, I can I can tell. I'm in the midst of contract negotiations, my friend. And you know what I'm doing in those contract negotiations? Some sort of Throwing ape-related. feces. <laughs> <laughs> Pounding my chest. Mounting. <laughs> um, do you, how do you feel? End of, end of 2012, we made the resolution to go ape and mm-hmm. be more powerful than ever. Do you feel like you did a good job? 2012, I'm not going to lie to you, Jordan. It was a tough year for me in a lot of ways. Yeah. But, uh. Got arrested for throwing feces. <laughs> for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mounted a police officer. Probably shouldn't have done that. Sure. Mistakes okay. were made. <laughs> I. I will say that at the end of 2012, mm-hmm. retrospectively, all the pain, all the challenges, all the difficulties, you know what I did in the face of those? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking went ape. It's good. Wow. And you That's know good. what I am now on hmm. the on the precipice of 2013? More hmm. fucking powerful than ever. Yeah. Wow. You, I am ready to dominate the competition. About to get real? I'm just. I'm not saying that's the one. I'm just saying it out loud to see. Well, I don't. We have to wait for next week okay. and the week after to, to to figure this out. People have to call us at two zero six nine eight four four fun. Well, what about you, Jordan? Did you get powerful and AB? Uh, yeah. Is, isn't that the term? Twenty twelve for me started started bad. It was a bad start to twenty twelve. I was uh, I was maybe maybe as 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 schlumpy and you know. Fucking done with it all as I've ever been. Mm-hmm. You were down in the dumps. Your show got canceled. Totally down in the dumps. You uh, were sure. You were out there working the street. Well, you were coming off of 2011. Get schlumpy. Yeah, right. I was. <laughs> the the uh, the uh, slogan for 2011 was "fuck it." <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, string of bad jobs that I didn't like. Uh, but I think I finished strong. I think Stronger I finished than strong. I'm looking at your 2012. What am I seeing? Number one, I'm to in- seeing two high quality web series you can be proud of. Sure, I'm several seeing several terrible ones <laughs> that I wish my name was taken off of. I'm seeing but sure. I'm seeing episode credits. Yeah, I'm seeing a pilot presentation. Sure, a tremendous pilot presentation in freelance beatdown. Dick's a little bigger. I'm <laughs> I'm seeing that your dick is bigger. Yeah. Because you've you've you usually have it out, sure, and you had it sucked by a robot. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> I think what lengthened it. Frankly, the robot was rough with it. I'm seeing a man 
who is further along in my personal professional goal of becoming a gay icon mm-hmm. than even I am. Yeah. I see a man transformed. Here's what I here's my I think my big I see a golden child. Here's what I think my big revelation of 2012 was. Instead of trying to rally everybody to go see a movie, send like, out a mass email. You, here's what you send out a mass email. You say, "Here's what time I'm going to the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Feel free to join me." And I'm seeing more movies. And I'm seeing more movies with yeah. more friends. Oh, I'll nice. tell you, I haven't gone to any of these movies yet. I have a tricky schedule. I've been blasting out mass emails, but I I've been getting the email. Mm-hmm. Gotten a couple of them. Sure. And I, even as someone who hasn't gone... I make sure to CC you. I really appreciate those because it suggests to me the possibility that one day I may have social occasions as a part of my life again. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I'm seeing more movies with a wider variety of friends based on this new technique. You're not trying to like, hey, when can everyone go? Mm. Who wants to see this? Because I don't want to go see Jack Reacher. It's supposed to be terrible. But Werner Herzog's the villain. I know, but I, I, you have to pay to see movies. That's true. I'll throw down 12 bucks to see Werner Herzog play the villain. Yeah, I've decided it's worth it to me. It's not a bad call, Jordan. It's yeah. not a bad call. The, look, we both faced difficulties. Sure. And we dominated them. Mm-hmm. We kicked them square in the balls. Yep. We stuck our f- fingers up their noses and pulled out their brains. That's gross. <laughs> that was really that gross. That's gross. But, but, <laughs> but necessary. Ac- but accurate. Mm-hmm. We did that. Themes for 2013. That's our action item this week. 206-984-4FUN. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. We got one more call, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's worse than Cody. Just calling with a momentous occasion. I just played Santa Claus for my two-year-old daughter's daycare. Now I'm driving home and having a beer. Thanks. Is he simultaneously driving home and having this guy, the beer? This is a guy coming from a daycare, wearing a Santa suit, mm-hmm. driving a car, talking on his cell phone, and drinking a beer, a.k.a. the greatest guy <laughs> ever. Yeah. The child endangeringest guy ever. That's amazing. Yeah, right? Uh, Jesse, I on the subject of Santa suits, Yeah. Uh, did you read Dave Hill's book? Yes. Uh, Tasteful Nudes? I did, and he was, in fact, a guest on uh, Bullseye and talked about it. There, uh, Jake Keith and Strand, have you read this book? I don't read. That's okay. Fair uh, enough. Dave Hill, very funny comedian, wrote mm-hmm. this kind of book of personal essays, and he has this essay about him playing Santa at a, um, what was it? Just, I think, a general Christmas party. Yeah. And about the kind of power that came with being Santa. Like, everyone wanted to know him, and it kind of, like, gave him the machismo to, like, get into the fight, this fight with a guy who uh, hit on his girlfriend. It's a pretty amazing story. And I guess I have a similar one about dressing up as Santa. Um, we on – is there – am I I'm, – well, I have to start. I, I'll tell an abridged version. We're going long. Uh, I dressed up as – uh, Santa to do a thing for Fuel TV once, and I walked in the room and fucking everybody just automatically was all about it. Like, people taking pictures with me, this woman with these huge boobs took this picture where she put my head in her boobs, and one where we're like drinking beers, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Uh, I'm gonna make sure after I'm done working to talk to this huge boobs woman. Uh, so I changed out of the Santa suit 
And I came back into the room. She wanted nothing to do with me. <laughs> nothing. Did not care about me now that I was out of the Santa suit. But while I was thinking of transitioning to the Santa lifestyle, well, maybe like a kind of (laughs) kind of adopting kind of a Santa sexuality. Oh, yeah. Maybe some Santa play. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, I I can attest firsthand to the power of the Santa suit. While we're chatting, can I share one thing before we go? Yeah. Um, Speaking of Dave Hill. Mm hmm. Let's welcome Dave Hill to the MaximumFun.org family. The Dave Hill Podcasting Incident, the newest MaximumFun.org hey. show. Uh, Dave is uh, one of the funniest people that there is. Mm-hmm. His show is charming and shambolic, mm-hmm. is how I would describe it. And uh, if you like a charming, shambolic program, if you like one of the funniest men in the world, Mr. Dave Hill, if you like a guy who can totally shred a sweet guitar solo, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then, uh, you know, I don't know. What what else is great about Dave Hill? Most things. Yeah, most I of his I'm really having a hard time. Most of his qualities from Cleveland. Yeah, he was he had a he had a alter, alternative rock hit in the waning days of the alternative rock mm-hmm. era. Friends with Moby. Yep, friends with Moby. So there's three or four great things about mm-hmm. Dave Hill. Um, end of the day, if you like a if you like a charming, shambolic, hilarious program. Dave Hill's podcasting incident is your choice. And the newest fa- member of the Max Fun family. There you go. Welcome, Dave Hill. How could we keep Dave Hill out? He's the greatest. We we it's been it's it's was foolish of us to leave him out for this long. Yeah, we'll be back in just a second. On Jordan Jesse go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. J. Keith Van Stratton, best guest ever. A correction before the Twitter bombardment comes. The comic book store in Burbank that has a lot of great back issues and older comics is the House of Secrets. Also, uh, just one other correction. Please. please. Uh, the two baseball stars characters who fuck mm-hmm. are Eddie and Willie. Eddie and Willie. Yeah, from the American Dreams. There you go. Who's the top and who's the bottom? <laughs> they, I think they switch off. Does that? Ha- can you switch off? Yeah, you can. Especially, I think if you're in a relationship. Okay. Which they are. They don't take your license away. No. <laughs> okay. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to get a license as a homosexual anymore, Jordan. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's great. Good for them. Yeah, yeah that Good was when Rockefeller was governor of New York. I <laughs> oh, think okay. That was one of the okay. big changes. Um. J. Keith Van Stratton, how do you feel about your dreams having come true? And uh, tell us about some of the other podcasts that your <laughs> dreams are going to be coming true on. I want to clarify that was the only the only podcast that uh, that was on my Christmas wish we list. Appreciate was to be, we appreciate it. We appreciate the exclusivity. Absolutely. Now, my Hanukkah wish list. Oh! Oh! That's how you get... Dun, 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 dun. Ah, Jews! darn Jews! <laughs> Jews! Jews! Thank you. My dream has come true. And uh, is there anything? My cancer has cleared up. It's fantastic. (laughs) Oh wow! Is there anything that you needed us to do to make your dream more full? Like Mm. I, I noticed that I listed a few baseball players from the late Mm -hmm. nineteen eighties. That was helpful. Jordan talked about Street Fighter a little bit. 
Um, well, specifically, me. the characters sucking each other's dick. <laughs> uh, is I'm not there, talking about hit boxes over here. Is there anything else that that you I'm not need talking about Aism versus Zism <laughs> in the Alpha games? Sorry. Well, that's a very thoughtful question. Uh, I, all I needed was just to uh, just to be here and be amongst the the warm glow of the uh, the JJ Go podcast. It is so. a nice glow, isn't it? It really it's is. It's really because we're glow. pregnant. More of a tepid glow. <laughs> well, Jordan's pregnant. I'm podcast pregnant. <laughs> because. Uh, okay. What's 2013's frickin' slogan? JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. Yeah. Right now, slogan to be, shit gets real. Hmm. 206-984-4FUN. The person whose slogan gets chosen will get prizes. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering, will that person get prizes? Yes, of course. A whole frickin' series of closets full of prizes that I'm going to send to this person. But this slogan has got to inspire. Mm-hmm. It's got to transform lives. It's got to make people cry, make people laugh, make people think. I mean, make is people it... groom that hadn't previously been sufficiently <laughs> groomed. Is it? I mean, does this need to be a sequential thing? Because because this year's slogan was more powerful than ever. Go and ape. Should this should this slogan assume that we are now more powerful than ever from having gone ape? Like, should this one be called like Silverback, the wisdom at the top? Yeah, I mean, Silverback, they, top a, of the food chain. It's a little on the nose, but that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It can be more, you know, general than that. But like benevolent, benevolent ruler. <laughs> yes, a chicken in every pot. Yeah, that's that's closer. That's I don't closer. think it does. I think number one, we probably have a lot of listeners who they join the show midway through the year, or sure. they didn't listen to every single episode, or for whatever reason they insufficiently went ape. Mm-hmm. They're just a fuck up. Yeah, mm. they were too busy juggling. Maybe they're going. Whatever. They were going monkey. Right. Which is not an ape. They were confused. They had a tail. Yeah, they had a prehensile tail. Um, there's a lot of reasons people might have messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for this year, I think we just give something that applies to everyone. And no matter what the problems are in people's lives, no matter what the difficulties, no matter what the obstacles are, we need a slogan that is a manifestation of our power as a team mm-hmm. of podcasters and podcast listeners, mm-hmm. a community, if you will, yeah. to dominate those forces that stand in our way, really rip their balls <laughs> through their nose. That yeah. whole thing you said sounded like a great slogan. Yeah. Just everything you just said in the last Somebody just transcribed that, yeah, Bernie. No. I, I try and have a transcriptionist on hand, but mm-hmm. my secretary's not here this week. They're too busy doing transcriptions for Dateline. <laughs> you can get them. You send them 10 bucks. <laughs> usually we just do this show from a transcript of Dateline. <laughs> yeah, usually we're just reading verbatim. I'm, I'm, uh, who's Stone that? Phillips. Stone Phillips. I'm Jane Pauley. I'm Stone Gossard. <laughs> Wait a minute. Guitar too- player from Pearl Jam. Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and next week on Jordan Jesse Go, we'll find out what kind of calendar I'll be using in 2013. That's it. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. On the boards this week, the ever capable Mr. Colin Marshall. You can check out his podcast, Notebook on Cities and Culture, in Information Tunes. 
Just type in Colin Marshall Notebook on Cities and Culture. You can find it. We both did, uh, we've both done episodes sure. of this program, had a blast on this show, so why not start with those? Colin is a thoughtful interrogator. I agree. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. Thank you.